Welcome to Real Talk, Real Women. Today, we are welcoming Alta Gracia Felix. She is a soul therapist, intuitive spiritual guide, author and owner of R2E, which means revitalize, reinvent, empower. She creates sacred spaces based on love, compassion, and non-judgment that empower her clients to heal from the inside out. Through her Healing Circle membership, group and one-on-one -on -one coaching programs, her clients experience profound healing. Alta Gracia believes that healing is absolutely possible for everyone, and it doesn't have to take a decade to get there. Through radical responsibility, spirituality, and curiosity, women can begin to rise above their past and become the alchemist of their own lives. Welcome, Alta. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. I'm really, really excited about this conversation. Thank you very much. I guess my first question is going to be, can you maybe in a five-minute short version give us the few big events of your life that shaped who you have become today? Yeah, so thank you for asking that. Um, in a short version of my story, my experience with intimate partner abuse started at the age of 14 years old. And altogether from 14 to 26, I went through three separate domestic um, abusive relationships, all very different, yet still the same. I experienced uh, psychological abuse, emotional abuse, physical abuse, financial abuse. And uh, it was really intense. They were really, really intense. And the 14 to 18 year old one was during my teenage years, very formative years of learning what it means to have a healthy relationship and all of that and having no idea what that meant and shaping this false understanding of what was a good relationship. And um, that one I think was by far the worst as well. I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis while in that relationship and I started creating excuses for my partner saying, oh, you know, he's just as stressed out as me because now he's living with the cripple. I need to be understanding of why he's beating me up every day, you know, crock a baloney. <laughs> but those are the lies I was telling myself. Um, just, you know, I was in my own depression as well. So at the age of 18, I left that relationship because he went to jail. And it was my opportunity, my way out. And so I took it. I took it and I ran. And I had a wonderful year. And then I met the father of my two oldest children when I was 19. And that started out beautiful, of course, they all do. And then it became emotionally abusive, um, financially abusive, and just so, so toxic. And towards the end, it became physically abusive, which is why I decided to leave because I had a daughter and I had a son and I didn't want them to... Um, to think that this is what a relationship was to be like was supposed to be like at that point I was understanding that it was all wrong. <laughs> I didn't know what right was, but I knew that that was all wrong. And he was also just involved in a lot of things that weren't necessarily safe for our family. So I, I, I in essence, stepped into being a mother, and that was how I walked away from that relationship because I recognized that he was not stepping up and stepping into what it meant to be a father to our children. It was fun in the younger years, and, and then it became not so fun um, as, as we got older. So when I left him, I was single for a couple of months. I met this wonderful guy who I started dating. He was great to me and my children, and we ended up moving to Pennsylvania with him. And that also quickly, maybe about three to four weeks after living here, 
um, he started becoming physically abusive and very financially abusive and very controlling of my income and how I was managing my money and what I was spending it on. And it just was, it was so bad. It was so bad living in a new state with no family um, and just being with him and just having my children here in this house and kind of not really knowing how I was going to get out. Um, those were some very tough times, but luckily, not luckily, certain things happened, which I'm, I know we'll go into a little later. Certain things happened that allowed me to, to walk away from that relationship and nothing has been the same ever since for me. All right. That means that you have experienced that shift in consciousness, that decisions that has totally shaped the rest of your life when you stop being a victim, you stop being beaten, put down, you stop being abused in every way. You mm -hmm. do not allow that anymore. What happened? What is that moment in time? What inspired you to say, you know what? Enough is enough. Today is the last day of that part and I'm welcoming the next part and I don't know how it looks like, but I don't care. I embrace it. Yes. Oh God, I got chills on my neck. <laughs> yeah. um, because that moment was the day he hit my son. Oh God, I'm sorry. Okay. It's okay. No, it's okay. That was the day. He hit my son for having an accident um, while eating breakfast. And what? yeah, and I was like, okay. It was like a switch, right? I, I had this whole plan to escape. Um, you know, like, oh, I'm leaving in April when I get my income taxes. Here in the US, you get income taxes if you make a certain um, amount of money. So I was banking on that to use that to pay for my deposit and get us out. And that would have been in April of the following year. And this was in um, the first week of December. I don't remember the exact date, but this was the first week of December. I had a very horrible Thanksgiving. Um, and I was just focused on it's okay. I just need to take it. I just need to take it until April, right? When April comes, we'll have the money to move and and get free of this situation but when he hit my son it was like switch I don't care where we're going we're leaving today because I couldn't I couldn't go to work knowing that my son was at home with this person that was willing to harm him and did not care that I told him he wasn't allowed to and so yeah that was it I, I literally grabbed a hamper I filled it up with everything we would need <laughs> And I threw the hamper in the back of my car and I took my son and I took my daughter and went to the police station and filed my first police report against the abuse and just said, you know, I don't want to press charges. I don't want to go back and forth to court. I just need to document it. I just want to move on with my life. But I want to document it in case he chases me, pursues me, that there's a record of the abuse. Um, and luckily they honored and respected that. So they just took pictures because um, he had just hit me the day before. So I still had swelling on my face. But again, I was willing to tolerate that. It wasn't until he hit my son that it was like, this is it. Like, we can't stay here. I don't care if we're homeless. We can't stay here. Um, yeah. And that, that was my moment. That was my moment. And where did you go? We went to a hotel. Luckily, I had good credit. So I had tons of amazing credit cards. <laughs> Because this is something I learned from my second abusive relationship, which was not to be financially dependent on your partner. And so I always say, like, even though I went through three, I did learn a little bit each time. And so I learned to not be financially dependent. So even though my third um, relationship was the most financially abusive, I maintained very good credit throughout that experience. 
And that's what allowed us to be able to just go to a hotel and pay for a hotel on my credit card. And we stayed there for four days. Um, then I found out an aunt was living in like further up in Pennsylvania. So I moved in with her for two or three weeks, which was, I am so grateful for her. But her house was infested with bed bugs. Oh, and God. I was getting eaten up every single night, but I had no other choice. And so we were there. Um, but I left. I was able to find an apartment in, within a month. And I told the landlord what I was going through. And I asked her to work with me. I was like, I have a month payment now. I'll have another month in January. And when I get my taxes, I'll pay you your security deposit. And she said, okay. And she let us move in. So January first we moved into our new apartment we didn't have anything but we moved into our own place where it was uh, safe really? yeah so that moment as well at, at that moment you breathe at that moment you know you're okay your children are okay everybody's fine you have an arrangement as possible and you're here right so now what so now i guess we start the r2e um mm-hmm. story right yes yes now we start that journey um into into the, the the evolution of the name of my business right which at the time I didn't know this is what I was going to be doing but that's where the journey began of me revitalizing myself right which is what it's me giving myself joy it's me giving myself love it's me giving myself peace and really getting to know who am I like who am I because I didn't know who I was I was melting into these relationships which I think is a big trait of people who are in abusive relationships is we melt into that relationship and start to do be and behave in whatever way it's going to make that relationship work at the expense of our well-being yeah and so that was the first step was like what do I like what do I want what are the things that I'm willing that I don't want to negotiate in the future that I don't want to let go of when I step into another relationship and that was the first part and then the reinvent was me stepping into that stepping into being the person who isn't going to allow someone to come into the picture and tell me I can't socialize with other men or I can't take all girls trips because that was my thing right (laughs) I can't take all girls trips because they're too insecure with whether or not I'm going to behave you know like all of those little things that you know first came like I said revitalizing just getting back to who am I and then reinventing getting back to stepping into that like stepping into being that person that is advocating for me, that loves me more than anything else, that knows that I deserve and I am worthy of having a healthy, thriving relationship. Um, And that, and that it was going to take me to do that work, to create that relationship, right? That I couldn't give it up to somebody else. Yeah, you know, like we tend to point the finger and that's a big, big point in, in the work that I do is, we have to stop. We have to stop because pointing the finger, yes, it feels good, but that doesn't help us heal. It doesn't help us get to the next phase in our life. We have to just look, we have to turn that finger and point it back at ourselves and ask ourselves like, who am I? What do I need to become? What do I need to evolve into? What is the growth in these experiences for me so that I can create the life that I actually know I deserve? I know I deserve to have a good relationship. Um, But there were a lot of toxic traits that I had developed being in those abusive relationships that were contributing to each one, right? Like I played a role in those toxic relationships. Not that it was my fault, but I developed toxic traits to survive and I couldn't carry those toxic traits 
into a new relationship and expect that one to actually succeed. Mm, so you became aware of that. This yeah. is one of the hardest things to become aware of because we are so used to be abused. We are so used to be beaten, put down. We are used to, to all those things, financial abuse and everything. And when we become cognizant of our own responsibility in this two-way relationship, it's not a one-way relationship, it's a two-way, and really pinpoint, oh, because that behavior may have generated that behavior on the other part. So if I change that and I have a healthy person in front of me, that should work very well, both sides. Yes. Yeah, this that's gorgeous. I'm really, really happy for you that you discovered that. Yeah, yeah, me too. It was hard. Like it's hard. I know to, it's hard. It's super yeah. hard when you go through that. I know that. It's a phase that I think most people want to avoid. I always say you can't tell 95% of the story and heal. The 5% is that how we played a role in it, the shame that we have, the guilt that we have, the things we don't want to say that we did. That's that other 5% that we tend to hide. And then we stay in victim mode. We have to accept the whole 100% of that experience because then and only then can we actually start to release ourselves from the shackles of that, right? To say, yes, I did this. Yes, it was wrong. And I understand why I did that. And I forgive myself for doing that. And Mm -hmm. I'm stepping into being different. I'm choosing to be different and do something different. And mm-hmm. I had my partner at the time throughout all of that. And he would trigger me left and right and up and down. And I used him, right? Because he was so good. I used him in a way where it was like, I don't want to hurt him. And I know the things that he's doing isn't to hurt me. He's literally just being himself in the most beautiful ways, but they remind me of all these negative versions of those same things. And I don't want to lash out at him because of that. So that forced me to do my own inner work. Mm. Right? That put me in a position for me to start to check myself. Mm. And like, I can't just yell at him because I'm angry. You know, I can't just start throwing things because I'm angry. I can't start accusing him because I'm angry, I can't do these things because that's going to create the relationship that I don't want. Mm. It was a process. It was a process. It is a process. I remember that a few times, usually I'm very, very flat emotionally. I, I, I have been able to, to, to hold a poker face through the most absurd circumstances. Mm. And um, I thought it was equality, and I thought I was very strong for doing that. And since I met my third, last, and dream husband, he also has the art to trigger the thing, but he does that with love, so that to pinpoint you that that may hurt, shall we work that out? Yeah. Shall we heal that? Because that hurts, there is something to heal there. Yeah. And we just go through the process. And uh, I thought that I was completely healed and everything was perfectly fine. I'm totally strong, powerful, everything. And pretty recently, I just exploded in such yeah. an anger that I did not know where it came from. I did not know how I was able to scream that loud at him. It was like, I love him so much. He's my jewel of life. Yeah. What, what did I do? And when I... I thought back about all of that I realized that it was all about self-blame about guilt 
about feeling the pain that I was making him endure because of my not knowing how to behave in a respectful way as well, because he was always respectful toward me. How about me toward him? Because I learned the wrong ways, exactly like you, exactly like you. Yeah, I love what you just said too, because I think that's really important to say. Healing is a cyclical journey. Yes. It's not linear. I don't even really think you get to an end. I feel like what changes is your capacity yes. to hold these negative, emo- quote unquote, negative emotions, right? Because they're just emotions. We put the meaning behind them. They're just emotion. And so our capacity to hold these difficult experiences, these difficult emotions, so on and so forth, without making it about us. I think the the journey of healing is getting to a point where you can hold this huge container of pain, right? And say, okay, like I see it, I feel it, I acknowledge it, and it's not about me. Like, what do I do? You know, what's what's the lesson in, in this for me? What am I supposed to learn? Am I supposed to just sit still and allow it to move? Um, is it pushing me to learn a new skill? Like, what is it? And I feel like the journey of healing, we start with this very small capacity. And as we do the work, as we do the work, those same wounds come up over and over as our capacity and our awareness grows. Those wounds come back up, but we get to look at it from a different angle. We get to learn something we missed the first time. And healing is really about learning how to do this, not about getting over it. It's not something you get over. It's something you integrate the lessons that you got from it into your life and allow that to be your spiritual evolution, your growth on this planet while you're here. That's the way that I look at it. It's beautiful. No, thank you. <laughs> I, I really like how you look at it. It's, it's, it's gorgeous mm-hmm. and, and, it's, and it's valuable. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good, good, um, it's a very good piece of advice to take away from our audience so that they have really something of value coming from this conversation glad i'm glad i'm glad that's beautiful (laughs) so you revitalize reinvent and empower yes isn't that beautiful and you know just the fun part of it when you told me that the first time you told me yeah i have r to e and i was just like listening to this thing and i was there okay the art to heal yes of course so continue yeah definitely art to heal is revitalize reinvent and power and then i saw that written down like the letter r the digit two and the letter e and i was there <laughs> you know what let's keep that for the title it's amazing that works beautiful title <laughs> right it is a beautiful mistake it is a perfect mistake um, this, this is the kind of things that you want to 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 just like embody yeah. embrace and run with it it's beautiful yeah. the art to heal it is an art to heal you don't <laughs> he, he which is true mm-hmm. the inner wound so you don't heal by themselves there is an art to heal them. The outer wounds, the physical wounds, they do heal by themselves anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. I was laying in the bed this morning when I got up and I was like, art to heal. Like you couldn't have picked a better name. And I'm like, what does it mean, right? So it it, it doesn't matter. Like skill level doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. Yes. Right? It's irrelevant because 
There are classes, right? Let's, let's just say when you want to go learn how to do something new, there are YouTube videos, there are classes you can go to. And so healing is absolutely an art. It's something you learn how to do. It's something that you can surround yourself with groups of people and just like, let's draw this thing, right? What does pain look like? And let's actually draw that. Art is actually a modality for healing. And so I was just ruminating in the title this morning of like how fitting that really is in more ways than one because it's the the hope and the inspiration that again we can learn how to do this this isn't something you're supposed to know how to do this is something you can learn how to do and get better at with time thank you for saying that yeah because that is a huge relief for all our listeners who are here yeah it still hurt i know i know it does until you embody the art to heal and you learn the rope to heal in a voice. Yeah, yeah. The journey is, it is an individual one, that's what I like to say. It's it an is. individual journey, but you don't have to do it alone, if that makes sense. Love it. Love yeah. it. <laughs> wow, Alta Gracia, like high grace. Yeah. I totally, totally thank you with grace. Thank you for this conversation. I know it has helped someone and I know we are receiving testimonials that it is of at utmost value to understand that. It's a big aha moment. Yeah. And just, so to clarify on this description, there is all the ways to connect with you. If you want to share one easy thing that is audible to reach out to you, what would that be? like r2e.com i don't know <laughs> i was gonna say r2e coach on instagram that's uh, where i'm okay. the most active um you can you can dm me like comment on my posts people dm me all the time i personally respond to all of them um it is my way of being present so yeah feel free to to find me on instagram that's the easiest fastest way to get to me and to also access all of my links Gorgeous. Absolutely amazing. Thank you, Alta. Thank you very much for being here today. Thank you for sharing that wisdom moment. Thank you for having me. This was a very beautiful, enlightening, and, and soul-satisfying conversation for me today. So thank you. Absolutely. And talk to you next time. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> <laughs>